Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. <laughs> Right, Man, that's uh, so official sounding. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, this is a core call uh, of elders served by His Church of Los Hills to discuss uh, a matter brought up by two elders concerning how the church, the minister, or ministers might serve an elder's business without... Uh, changing the status of the church or how the elder would handle that situation for offerings or whatever. So, Jeffrey, since you and uh, Terry had this conversation, maybe you can uh, elaborate a little bit on the specifics and then we can get into some possibilities. All right. Uh, So Tuesday, uh, Terry sent me an email um, the last the previous Thursday we had um uh, a Google Doc uh training session, if you want to call it that, and <clears throat> Terry wasn't able to make it, so he was asking if I would do uh go over that with him. And so we set up a time and as we're going through that, um <clears throat> I you know, he was kinda of talking about how he was implementing a lot of these Google tools for his business. And, um, you know, he's kind of taking some time trying to go through everything and understand it. And uh, as we were going through the training, um, I told him, I said, look, I'd be happy to, uh, you know, to do this kind of training for anybody. Um, And so he suggested that he had some employees that might benefit from, uh, like, a training session. Um, And then he brought up a project management program that he has that also coincides and works with these Google Docs and stuff like that. And um, and I proposed that I would be willing to to go through that um, because I used to do training I have Ford, so I'm pretty familiar with going through all the help documents and stuff like that and finding out things. Um, So uh, we just kind of got into this idea of doing collaboration and stuff together. Um, And then he mentioned about uh, compensation, how, you know, he he said you'll be willing to pay for certain things and, and how would we go about doing that. Um, I'm kind of on the lines of Scott where I typically would like to work for free will offerings and, um, you know, I kind of have the, uh, the belief that, you know, pay a man what he's worth. So if, if he works hard and, and goes above and beyond, 
then, you know, he should be compensated as such. If he just kind of does average work the same or even half-assed work, if you want to say that. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we got into talking about uh, how could we arrange a scenario for him to pay me through his work as opposed to uh, otherwise he would have to pay me under the table or personally, you know, out of his own estate type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, whatever we do, you know, we want to make sure it's done in a righteous way. And um, and obviously, if you want to do it through your business, um, you know, the the tax enforcers allow certain benefits for charitable donations and things like that. I said, perhaps there's a way we can go down that route, and that would also help reduce your tax burden. Um, and so he was open to that, uh, and I said, um, you know, maybe we can talk with Scott because he seems to have a pretty good understanding of how that works. And so we, I, I approached Scott and sent him an email, and he suggested that we roll this out to the rest of the core. And so that's kind of where we at, where we're at today. Um, so I hope that. Uh, makes sense to everybody. I I like the idea of paying somebody what they're worth. All right. So the first thing is, is we, we understand Terry's status, which, by the way, he's on the phone. Terry is a business owner. He's an elder. Um, he understands perfectly this role of right hand. Um, he's doing a very good job of it, in my personal opinion, for where we are in the world right now. Um, so um, the question now becomes, before we get into real specifics, is your status, Jeff, and your intentions. Um, and the reason I bring it up is because I've kind of heard different possibilities coming from you over the last you know, a couple of months, um, mm-hmm. because technically, right now, unless you're unless your fruit bears something different, which you know, for most of us that know you, if you say right now, I think all of us would agree with most of us here in this congregation. If you say you're going to do something, mm-hmm. then we will trust you because we know you. Mm-hmm. to do what it is you say you're going to do. If you right. don't do it, then we know that, you know, your word isn't your bond. <laughs> but you right. may, there may be extenuating circumstances that you would explain to us as sure. to what's going on. So your status is what's a little clouded. Because mm-hmm. um, right now, technically, um, I know where, I kind of feel in my heart what, you know, where you want to go, but like I said, over the last couple of months, you've kind of hinted at these other possibilities of what you might do, mm-hmm. and that would, uh, so like me, um, I'm kind of in the same boat. We're kind of sharing the same path here a little bit. We are technically still licensed ministers acting ex officio. Um, we are kind of striving in the direction of being at least considered at this juncture uh, full-time. 
Right. Um, this is where I'm going to differentiate between the idea of a full-time minister versus ordained. Um, full-time to me is obviously a requirement of being becoming ordained, but that's not the only requirement. Full-time would be you are no longer working like Terry or David or um, Jack or anybody else with a, as an employment situation. Um, you are strictly working full-time for Christ as a government official in the kingdom government. Now, still technically you're licensed acting ex officio, but now your actions show that you are actually working full-time and not working part-time at some other uh, business endeavor that is commercial in nature. Now, I know some people get confused with that. They think that commerce and everything else is strictly a worldly thing. No, trade, business, industry, um, Israelites, you know, uh, way back when Abraham was doing all kinds of business with people. Um I'm sure first century Christians were doing all kinds of business with other people and themselves. Um, that's kind of this delineating line between left and right hand. Um, that's where the world kind of blurs it. The world allows its ministers to still own everything, be businessmen um, in its ministers. So you see people like Wisconsin Senator Herb Cole you know, here he is, a full-time minister, been elected for almost his whole adult life to serve in the Senate since going back in the 80s, but yet he still is allowed to own and control Kohl's department stores and grocery stores and everything else the Kohl Empire owns. It's kind of a conflict of interest, wouldn't you all agree? Mm-hmm. So in the kingdom, we can't do that. We have to make this choice as to what our role is in the kingdom. Are we left-handed or are we right-handed? Now, granted, we're kind of in this middle ground because we are still in Egypt, so we have this licensed minister acting ex officio type thing. In my personal opinion, this is just me personally now, I don't want to upset anyone, but I don't see anybody in this network at all that is ordained, Mm. truly in truth, in spirit and truth. I see people who have been declared ordained, but usually that declaration has been by people who don't know what that means. So they've signed papers like Sacred Purpose Trust without even getting to know who it is they're saying is ordained. Um, Not to say that they're not, but that's not the way to go about ordaining someone righteously, in my opinion. I see ordination as a fulfillment of the pattern, and that is what completes it. There's got to be this completion of the pattern in order to make it whole. So now that can happen very quickly, but it also may take a lot of time if you've got a bunch of people dragging their feet who think they're already Christians and saved. So full-time would be somebody who is striving to you know, take that next step from licensed minister in their journey to becoming ordained according to the natural pattern and the natural way of things. So full-time would be where we decide I'm no longer going to do work in this 
commercial environment as a right hand or even as an employee or whatever, everything I do is going to be in service to Christ and the people who are looking to Christ's government as their government. So we work, but now everything we do is by free will offering, just like Jeffrey's saying, because that's how all the government gets its, the, the kingdom government gets its financing is through free will burnt sacrifices. But Jeffrey, if you're going, if you're on this path, just like anybody else who is striving to maybe be ordained or want to maintain that status as a pure left hand, you cannot be an employee. The church, as the left hand, has to direct you to do this work, prayed to the church, prayed to God, to Christ, through the church, by this elder, for this help. Mm-hmm. You following me? Yep. Everybody kind of grasping that. Mm-hmm. So yes. the elder, the elder who, whatever, whatever part of his estate needs assistance from the government that it looks to, it would pray to that government office that it looks to for that assistance. Now, we see this in the world. When Mm -hmm. General Motors needed Mm -hmm. help and a bailout as a, a U.S. person, did General Motors or Fannie, well, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are kind of a bad example, but all of these corporate, supposedly private corporations, semi-private corporations that are publicly traded, did they apply to their church, the U.S. government, their father, who art in D.C., for help? They did, yes. and they got it. And they probably got government workers there, I'm, I'm assuming mm-hmm. GM, during that time that the government actually technically owned GM for a brief period until they could pay back the money that they Mm -hmm. got from the government, there were a bunch of government bureaucrats working at GM to oversee and protect what was going on. Right. Yeah, that's true. All right. So were they working for General Motors or were they working for Uncle Sam? They were working for the government. They were working for the government, but they were helping a, a U.S. person that Uncle Sam has a duty and an obligation to oversee and protect as one mm-hmm. of his children. So Christ's government has a duty and an obligation to oversee and protect the children of, of the nation of Israel, the Christian nation of the people that are looking to Christ as their king and the church as their form of government. So for in Terry's instance, if Terry or actually anybody, but Terry has his own business here and whatever aspect of that business, that is part of his estate. All those all those commercial activities that Terry's doing, whether it's the uh uh the the ranch or the uh surgical uh instrument um repair or all of that stuff. Whatever Terry's doing, that's part of his family estate. So if any aspect of Terry's personal life or business life, that affects his family, right? Mm -hmm. If he needs help. 
and and the church one of the precepts and uh, and uh, commands to the church by our principal our king is to set the captive free and return every man to his family and to his possessions so the church could be assigned to under the direction of the church a minister could be assigned to go in and help this family help this elder with whatever aspect we try we write it out it's kind of now would be sort of like a commission to go in and do the specific things obviously the better we can uh, uh delineate what it is we're doing but we we want to we want to have the plan in our minds and in our in our hearts as to what we're doing that's very clear but the commission we want to write it a little more vague so that mm-hmm. it covers the aspects of what we're doing but it also allows the minister the freedom of personal choice if he sees something else that needs to be done within that commission if it's too restrictive he can't do it mm. But if the commission is a little vaguer, it gives him the free will choice to do what he needs to do to help that elder in the moment. So it would, you know, it would still say something specific as to what he's going there to do, but then it would, it would um, uh, be broad enough for him to be able to help out in whatever way he needed to help out in the moment. Now, who, who is it that's financing this minister to do this work is it terry or the church the church is the one that's directing the minister and it's the church that finances the minister's activities because i can guarantee you those government bureaucrats at gm were not pulling a gm paycheck they were getting mm. paid by the government assigned to this du- this duty, this obligation to help GM and whatever GM assigned them the role to do while they were at GM. Right? Mm-hmm. So they yep. were, yeah. all of their expenses, everything went back through their government office. So when Terry gets this blessing from the church of a minister doing whatever it is, who is it that Terry gives to? The church. Well, specifically, who? His minister. Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> my, my signal is going to cut out for about 90 seconds. I'll, I'll call back in, though. Right? Because okay. everything you guys give, you're not giving it to Scott Hostetter. Yeah. You're not giving it to Jeffrey J. Or Brent, you know, Brent's elders are not giving it to Brent Jarvis. Now, we have legal title to what you give, but you're giving it to Jesus the Christ. Right, Jesus has the elodial title. He's got the equitable title. We have the legal title. So we can use it. That's what legal title is. It's possession and use, but use must be in accordance with the law. Which law? Now it's not the state's law. When we read it, Senate Document 43 it's the, you know it's telling us uh, their system is the same system that all there's only ownership is only really legal title and use must be in accordance with the will of the state over here what you give to Christ 
I have to use in accordance with the will of Christ, the law of Christ. So can I use that to feed myself if I'm out doing the work of Christ? Does Christ want me starving to death if I were out on the road at Terry's house working cattle? No. Don't ministers in the government get expenses paid while Mm -hmm. they're out working? Okay. Same thing. But so now Terry gives to Jesus the Christ through his church office that he created in that church now funnels what's needed. It doesn't necessarily, those funds doesn't necessarily just go directly from Terry to that minister that's helping Terry. Everything comes on the altar of Christ. It's one altar. But whatever Jeff needs to fulfill his obligation of that work, the church provides for Jeff to do that work. Because now he's working full time for Christ. This this might be jumping ahead, but can I ask a question? Go ahead. If you are then giving to the church, to Jesus, then those funds would be deductible as a charitable donation, yes? Always. Right. Boy, that's so elegant. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I I don't tell people what to do. I can't do that. Um, but look at it from this perspective. We 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 know that everything in the world right now, everything, falls within the jurisdiction of just two global SESTI key trusts. The world, even though they're separate nations, those nations are really churches and they're just orderly ministers because they're all under vows of power. The United States citizen... or the United States body politic is just a huge 300 million member religious order. They're all under vows of poverty. Why? Because they only have legal titles. They don't really own anything. They operate on monetized debt. So they, they they can't own anything. They're under vows of obedience to obey the laws of the United States. They're under vows of of, uh, faith fidelity to the United States. They've pledged allegiance and taken sworn oaths to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States. They're ministers, even the citizens. But some are, are, you know, so all of them are kind of licensed ministers acting ex officio, and then those that go work full-time in the government as bureaucrats or elected officials are the full-time ordained ministers. So that trust, that's where man has moved everything on this planet, and he has the choice to do so. He's basically put every piece of property of anything he's created, and even a lot of things that he didn't create that God gave him dominion over, he freely put into the trust of Satan, the adversary of God. So Christ still has his trust. He's got his sacred purpose trust on this other side of this jurisdictional line between the world and him, even though there war still going on. So if I'm over here in this worldly trust, at whatever, however I'm doing it, if I want to give to Christ, I'm, I've got a, it crosses what I give. If I give it up entirely and the overseer and protector of that trust is truly outside of the world, outside the system of the world, given up everything, walked out naked, now that trust is truly that property has been moved over the jurisdictional line into Christ. Now, the, the, the statutes within the civil law says 
you can give to whatever charity, whatever organization, whatever thing you want to do as a charitable gift, and you can write it off. Because they know that you have the freedom to choose as a legal title holder to funds or property or whatever. You can dispose of that as you see fit. And giving it away, they don't have a problem with. You can give something without actually owning it? You can you you transfer the legal title. Now if you if if I just give something, if I keep the gift within the trust, the worldly trust has the has the equitable title transferred hands. No. No. All, the only thing that transferred was the legal title. It went mm-hmm. from one trustee to another trustee within okay. the same trust. We do that over on this other side. There's only one altar. Mm-hmm. It's Christ's altar. If I transfer funds that I hold legal title to that are on this stone plus hills in the Messiah's altar to Brent, Lake of the Oaks, or Jeffrey, his church, Great Lakes, or Michael Dale, his church, James River, or Justice, his church at Holy Sacrament, or Gregory, his church at Summer Lake, or whoever, am I just transferring it from one trustee to another? Does the yes. does the equitable title change? Or does it still remain Christ's property? You see, whenever whenever God gave us dominion over the world, we gave up that dominion. So we gave up our legal rights that gave it to Satan. So it doesn't even really belong to Satan. Everything belongs to God. And mm. to, to get to your question directly, we don't own it. God owns it. But what we're doing is we're removing it from the trust that we gave it to in the very in the garden and putting it back under the jurisdiction of God where it belongs. He owns it anyway, but he's not going to go against the contract that we entered into and take it himself. He's going to wait for us to give it back, to, take, exactly back our, right. to take back our responsibilities and give it unto him again. That's what Boy, he's that's, waiting for. That is so many layers. Just if exactly. I can sum that up. Basically, yeah. people think they own things, but they don't. Really, Satan has the elodial title, but actually he doesn't either. It belongs to God. He's just letting Satan use it. He has yep. to because he's the only God that truly follows his own law. Right, free will, yeah. And if we gave, if he gave us dominion over it, if he gave us the elodial title, we have every right to divide that title and do with it as we wish. And once we do, whatever consequence that has to us, God weeps. Mm. <laughs> but he allows it to happen because he gave us that free will choice. But what he's hoping for, just like David said, is that we'll wake up and return unto him. Return unto me and I will return unto you. So the 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 big thing here that everybody misses about trust law is nobody has a problem with the trust corpus. Everybody understands property being put into trust. Nobody has a problem understanding the roles of a trustee. Nobody has a problem understanding the roles of the grantor or settler, the one who creates the trust by putting property in the trust. Right. And now the one that everybody tends to forget is well, who is it that's protecting and overseeing the trust? 
who makes sure that this trustee does what he's supposed to do according to the trust indenture? Who is it that makes sure that if something happens to that trustee, that trust property doesn't get wrongfully put into wrong hands? Who's there to protect and oversee? And we, if, we're, if we can step back in the world, we can see that as being the Internal Revenue Services and the Department of Justices for every one of these nation states. That's who oversees and protects. And you, and you see it all the time. If somebody does, if a trustee like a U.S. citizen violates the laws of that God when it comes to the trust and the property and how to handle it, who steps in to seize it? <laughs> and then who turns around and gives it either through you know, some form of auction, right. uh, sheriff sale, or whatever, who turns around and returns it back to another trustee who will do with it what they're supposed to do. The same organizations, the same agencies, the same angels, messengers of that God. So the essence of what what is it that actually transfers, because a lot of people have asked me, what is it that actually transfers the equitable title? Who is it that's protecting this other trust? The nature of that representative, because it's the Holy Spirit of God that's overseeing and protecting the trust of God. It is Satan's or Lucifer's spirit that's overseeing and protecting his trust. That spirit, that nature, that way, that character is made manifest in a in an earthly representative. In IRS, DOJ ruling authorities all, all over in the world. Over here in Christ Trust, it is those ordained, called out, separate ministers who've given up everything and walked out naked. They have to give up everything. They can't go back in. They can't use social security numbers. They can't use driver's licenses. They can't have marriage licenses. They can't be employees. They can't have anything connected to the world. And they serve as the protectors and overseers. And if they if the pattern develops and people start looking at this government more and more, then their position is solidified as being ordained of God because they're doing their job of overseeing and protecting, not imposing any any ruling authority but allowing everybody the free will choice, but being able to step in and protect what belongs to Christ. Because the duty of the minister is also to make sure that everything remains within the covering of Messiah. So once it's been given over to Christ, we cannot allow it to return back. We do everything in our power to prevent it from going back over into Satan's trust. Now, I can't force anybody to do anything. I can only plead and beg and hope and put faith that they will make the right decision if I give them back something. I don't know if anybody can hear me, but I'm back. My phone died. I switched. Oh, okay. Oh, my speaker's working good. So, to get back to the topic at hand, the the elder can pray even for his business, estate business, whatever it is, to his government, 
for that assistance that his business needs. But it would be it would do the 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 ministers that go there to help are not working at all for that elder. They are working under the direction of the church. So in Terry's instance, he would need to pray to his church at Los Hills for whatever help it is that he wants for his business. And as you know, my job would be to be the first one to do it. But if I can't, the minister is a resource manager. I have to find the resource to answer the prayer for Terry. Now, obviously, I already have it because that prayer has already been made and Jeffrey is the resource that can do what it is that Terry's looking to have done. So now, Les Hills would merely commission Jeffrey to go perform this task on behalf of the church, for the church, for Christ, to help under the precept of working to set every set the captive free, return every man to his family, return every man to his possession. And Jeff, the church would pay Jeffrey. I mean, provide for him whatever it is he needed beyond what you know his expenses. But like you said, does now if he's working full time during this project, does he does he need to get something for his time? Sure, we all do. We all need to be blessed. <laughs> got to eat. Because, got to eat. And that comes from all of the elders giving, mm-hmm. because they're they're hoping they're not they're not necessarily hoping to get something for themselves. They're hoping to set their neighbors free first. So they're not they don't become jealous or envious because a minister is going to help Terry. They love Terry. They love each other as much as they love themselves. They want to see Terry succeed and become prosperous and have his family set free to be able to look to the government of Christ as the government, and this should be a blessing for all. So the church now uses what's been given freely from the elders to make sure that Jeff can do that job. It it might be that Terry doesn't have enough to fully provide for Jeff's expenses. Bingo. Exactly. But does Terry still need the help? Right. Right. And at some point in the future, if Terry has been blessed by all of this love, maybe somewhere in the future Terry will have enough to bless the church so that when David or Jack or Heather or George or Michael or Brent or somebody else in a different congregation needs that help like he did, he'll will be able to cast that bread up on the waters and help them. It all sounds so simple when you explain it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I think to... I think our king said it's so simple a child can understand. Right, but, but it's us so adults hard to... <laughs> we have a hard time with it. It's so hard to figure out on your own, though. Well, that's probably because everything's been designed to keep you from figuring it out. Well, Thank most you. things. Yes, it has. It's totally to obscure this. It's like the uh, Wizard of Oz. So John, simple. I, I want to. Can I jump in for just a moment? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure everybody understands 
um, something Jeff said earlier, um, and just from the from the right hand perspective on this, um, you know how you know where these these funds come from or whatever we were we were uh, discussing the possibility of the us being able to expense this out as a corporation, but but that Jeff had said, well, we'll I'll have to pay for it personally or under the table, and there's there's kind of a there's kind of a negative connotation to that, but but the the as from the right hand perspective, the the all just like Scott was saying, the the overseers of and the ministers of the world system. They've got a duty to perform to make sure that things are done according to their rules and their regulations, and and uh, I I certainly follow those. So just a, a quick um, uh, a quick uh, tutorial on how that that would how that would take place in a business. You you've got uh, expenses that that you can deduct as the cost of doing business or directly as an expense and and you're not liable for the taxes on that money earned so if my business owns earns a thousand dollars and 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 we spent uh 50 on fuel or whatever it is in order to earn that thousand dollars then you know we're not liable for those taxes on that fifty dollars that we spent so it, it becomes a business deduction so um, on the other hand, it, you know, if 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 I pay for it personally, the way that that money flows out of the corporation is to me in the form of a paycheck. I personally am paying the income tax on that, okay, and then and then that that money is uh, would be flowing out to uh, the, the you know church or whoever, so. It's it's or right. to another person. It's so it's not. There's no there's no issue of taxable. The only the only place of that, that tax of where you cross that line is if is if I um, did not follow the rules in in trying to deduct that expense, and then the Jeff did not have you know couldn't show the fruit or um uh, didn't handle that in a proper way. So you know, if it's an employee type situation or contract type situation. So from from out from my perspective, I would if if I paid for that personally, just so everybody's clear, I would be paying the income tax on that money at my tax rate. Mm-hmm. Um uh, can, before it flowed out for me personally, so. But the corporate, any corporation as a personality can can freely make offerings. Well, it can freely give. Right. Also. If you're right. giving that money back to the church, it should be tax deductible. Right. It's so it's it's not coming from Terry because Terry is not the personality that's actually praying to the church, even though Terry is the living soul that's doing the praying and telling us what he needs. Mm-hmm. It's Terry's business. Um, we're not tr- 
trying to help. The church isn't trying to help Terry's business. Right. Church is trying to serve Terry. Because we don't serve those artificial personalities. But in order to serve Terry, Terry may need to have that artificial personality helped by the church. So again, it's not none of the enough, nothing that Jeff does. Neither Terry or Terry's corporation pays Jeffrey. Nothing. The church pays Jeffrey. The church blesses Jeffrey as a full-time minister to make sure Jeffrey can do that work. The church takes care of Jeffrey because Jeffrey works for the church, not for Terry. Now, just to, just to make sure I'm understanding this properly, am I correct in saying that whether it is whether or not it's the corporation or the person that's being benefited who makes the donation back to the church, it's still tax deductible, right? Yes. Well, they're both okay. two persons. Right. And Terry Terry Hardman Terry Hardman, uh, as from being looked at in a legal perspective, uh, from Uncle Sam's perspective, is a is a U.S. person. And we could go a little further and say, and put in the adjective, he's a U.S. natural person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, whatever the business name is, that's also a person. It's a U.S. corporate person, right? It's a U.S. artificial person. Okay, right. But, but legally, as far as 14th Amendment rights are concerned, as far as everything is concerned, they're equals. Mm-hmm. You can't discriminate between persons. <laughs> so if Terry, as a as a U.S. person, can freely donate to an organization or whatever he wants to donate to, you can't discriminate against an artificial person. And artificial personalities are, are donating all kinds of stuff all the time oh, to yeah. all kinds of charitable organizations. And the church is one of those. Well, I just asked that because it, it seemed like... In- Correct me if I'm wrong, Terry, but it seemed like you felt, you sounded like you thought you would still have to pay the tax on that money once you gave it up to the church. I think we lost him. Technically, he would, but he's getting a deduction back through the taxing, through the, right, that's through right. the filing. That's what I mean. Okay. Right, it would just be reported as a, as a, uh, a as a as a donation, and that that charitable donation comes from either an artificial personality or a natural personality. They don't discriminate between the two. Right. And that is the same thing as what Terry found out trying to discuss the whole idea of the gay marriage to his friend and try to explain it, and the, and the guy couldn't get it. <laughs> right. They cannot discriminate. No. Right, and that's why they had to that's why they had to rule that way. I, I understand that. Yeah. Try and explain yeah. it to people though when they just look at you. They yeah, these people run around thinking they're Christians. They're not Christians. They're US persons. <laughs> and they are usurping a word and becoming really thieves and liars. It's so deeply ingrained in everyone. Um David and I this weekend just had our belated wedding reception. And it was kind of set up like an open house. And, you know, family and friends would stop by for an hour or two and then leave. 
all afternoon and evening, and we had we made copies of the uh, marriage brochure that you sent us, and we had them sitting out for people to read at their leisure, and they were looking at them, and then they never said a word. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them. His brother-in-law, he got into a good conversation, and I think he got it. He was in agreement. Everybody else, even my mother, even though I've tried to explain it to her, they all just kind of looked at it and put it down. <laughs> like, hmm, I'm not sure I'm ready to read that. Right. There's this cognitive, cognitive dissonance that's described yes. in the Bible. Uh, Jesus describes it. Paul describes it. Uh, and Isaiah is the one that kind of coined the term uh, seeing they 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 don't um, they don't uh, they see and they don't believe yeah, they, and, and hearing they don't understand or, you know whatever it is you guys they don't uh, the, um, but it's at the end of Acts and then in Matthew and and then prior to that in, in Isaiah where Jesus and Paul both quote Isaiah but but it is it's almost like there's a, a door that's been put there, or like there's people are not going to get You're breaking up really bad. You know, why is it that people understand this person? The only thing. We had a birthday party yesterday for my seven-year-old. We had some people over, and and I was talking to some of the authors just about the, trying to bring kingdom into the uh, conversation. And and she said, "Oh, that it was just kind of interesting, sir. Sort of, sort of the body language there, and and she, she, you know, why do you think some people are so closed off then? And you know, the disciples asked Jesus, you know, why do you speak in parables? And he said, for you, it's, it's, it's you." He's given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. For other people, it's not. And so, some people are going to get it, and 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 some people are not. And and I and I don't know how else to describe it other than than you know so, sometimes it's just like you're kind of sorting or shifting. I, I don't know, but but um, you know, I guess different people, different times, whatever. Um, you know. But anyhow, um, I think that a lot of these things are just so foreign. A lot of these concepts are just so completely and utterly foreign that it it requires people to evaluate everything that they think, what they you know spent the whole last. 20, 30, 40, 50 years believing and what they've built their life around. And and some people are just, their minds unwilling to go there, uh, to think that maybe that there's something wrong. <laughs> I consider myself so lucky that I have come to some of this so young because I truly believe it makes it so much easier. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's that's what Jesus said, that that you've got to be like a child. And I think that's that's part of it. You've got to have humility to 
saying, hey, I was, I'm, yeah, I've, I was wrong, or, or hey, I don't know whether I'm right, wrong, somewhere in between. What you know? What do you think? And and to, to to just be open to the truth. And I, I'm so fortunate because so much of this, I was raised to believe a lot of it already. Not everything, not as deeply, not as clear cut. But a lot of the inclinations, I was brought up that way. And so I, I have this base that it's not so far afield that I don't have to change as many of my thinking processes. I, I'm so fortunate there, I suppose. But enough about me. We've gotten so off topic. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Anyone still there? Yeah, we're okay. we're all still here. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I think everybody muted the phone. Are there any um, are there any specific questions about you know kind of moving forward with with I, this? I do I do have one question, and uh, you know, of course, even though the uh, ministers of uh, the world system do allow you to um, do allow you to uh, take uh, make contributions deductible. Just my my first kind of my gut instinct on this is to still uh, make that an offering from Terry Hartman. Terry Hardman family personally, of which I've already paid the taxes on. Um, do, do you do you see any issue there, or do you? I mean, that goes what? back to your personal. That goes back to you. There's right. no way that any of the the left hand can tell the right hand what choices to make. Um, if you, you know, you've asked, is it possible for the for the artificial personality to give a donation to the church and have it being a deductible uh, donation according to its tax um, filings? Absolutely, uh, you can do that. Corporations, artificial personalities, do that all the time. But that goes back to your personal choice, because remember, you're. Um, let me ask you guys this, because I, 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 I know, I, let me give you an example here of where I'm going with this now. I remember a long time ago, um, before most of you guys were part of this core, um, we were going to do a project. It was actually, well, there was a couple of different things. And I wanted to know if the elders wanted to have what it was I was doing through my office, which was basically, I, I think at the time, it, uh, the one I'm thinking of right off the top of my head were T-shirts. Because um, keeping in mind, keep you got to keep in mind now, the left hand, the office, his church at Lust Hills is me. So I was actually creating a logo and a design and T-shirts that would be my work shirts. When I went out into the community 
to do work on be, uh, on behalf of my official office in my official capacity as Minister of Record, I would put on one of these T-shirts that showed everybody what my office was. And in fact, at the on on it it says, you know, His Church at Lust Hills, a Kingdom Government Office of Service and Trust, is what's on my sh- one of the things on my shirt. Okay, now. I asked the elders if they wanted a shirt as well. The church would buy them because, just like in this scenario, if I call up an elder as a resource manager to come and help the church do its job, and I call the elder to say, hey, can I ask you to come and help on behalf of the church to help me do this project? What are they going to put on when we gather up at this place outside, uh, wherever we go to do this work? <laughs> They'll put on that work shirt that identifies them as being a, an officially uh, a helper of his church at Les Hills. Right, just like companies pay for personnel uniforms. Right. Now, can they just wear that T-shirt around goofing around? No. No. They can only wear that T-shirt when they're working for Christ on behalf of and under the direction of His Church at Los Hills, because that's an official government shirt. They can't they can't just wear that to for whatever purpose. That's a uniform, right? Of a government office, just like they you know I have a I have a I have seals for my office. I've designed my office seal. <laughs> Can they just make their own office seal and start using that? No, because it's a, an official seal of this office. So, but I asked them how, you know, because the church was just paying for the shirts. Okay, because they're church shirts. They're, you know. So now the question that I got from the elders is, well, how much did those shirts cost you? <laughs> well, they didn't cost Scott Hostetter anything. His church at Los Hills paid for them. And I'm not telling you how much they cost. You have to decide what's on your heart that you want to give. That's why you, you guys wouldn't let me pay for the books. I understand now. Right. <laughs> if if you if you're blessed in some way, you have to make a decision what you're going to give. So I don't. You know, I what I'm trying to stress here now is with Terry is I don't want him to be calculating out through some sort of statistical analysis what he would pay a contracted worker or an employee. Hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. I had that, I've had that happen with, with people here in town. Hmm. They'll, 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 they get frustrated with me. They'll, want, they'll call me up and they'll say, I want you to come over and do this for me. And then they'll ask me, well, how much do you think I ought to give you? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, let's sit down and talk about this. I work for free will offerings. But I gotta have I gotta have an idea of what to give you. I can't tell you that. It's whatever's written on your heart to give. And I'll see their little brains a churning, and they're thinking and trying to calculate what it is that my time would be worth in the worldly employment area. They're used to being told what to do. They're being used to being told what to do. So they expect it. They want it. Right, so they need me as the employ, you know, the contracted worker to tell them what my time is worth. And they think they're free. 
Right. I shouldn't laugh at their expense, but well, it's it's so a ironic. retraining. It's a retraining process. It's slow and it's 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 hard sometimes for people. Yeah. I've got a few neighbors, especially my next door neighbor, because I do so much for them. They've got it figured out. They used to <laughs> used to drive them nuts. I don't know how to how much to give you. It's like, well, you don't have to give me anything. You could give me a dollar. You could give me a hundred dollars. You you have to decide what my time is worth based on what it is you can give, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Because who gave more, in reality speaking? The right. widow who took care of her obligations and then only had a mite but gave up all what she had left over that month. Mm-hmm. It, it would be the equivalent of, a, of an elderly woman on a Social Security check who paid all of her bills and had maybe $300 left over out of that $900 check, and she gave all $300 to the church every month. Right. And, that's and that's you, given a lot versus the guy who made, you know, he, he gets paid, uh, you know, uh, $4,000 a week, <laughs> and, and he gives $10, $20 yeah. to the church. Well, as I understand it, to... Try and calculate that out and pay, you know, what's that time worth in the world versus what you feel you should pay is almost like a lack of faith because it's saying that, you know, if somebody can't pay that, then God can't make that work. Right, exactly. That's why it's it becomes you have to make that choice. Each one of us has to make that choice. I, and And am I grateful for this blessing or am I not? I um I've been doing some recordings to give to my grandfather because he's a little concerned that I'm not going to the Kingdom Hall currently. And one of the things that I was explaining to him was just that that you know, you give and then God can make it work just like Jesus multiplied fish and bread. Yeah, it's it, and it all works out in the end. I've had other people. I've, you know, I've done a, I've, you know, one that's just popping to mind. I two actually lately. I did some gardening work for an elderly man across town, and before I did it, I thought, you know, the way he was describing it to me was it was going to be like a major uh, uh, arborist type of thing of of felling a bigger dead pine tree. When I got there, it was a juniper shrub, uh, you know, that was about three foot wide by three foot high, totally dead at the end of his driveway. It took me all of, of maybe 15 minutes, if that, to get that shrub completely removed and the stump dug out of the ground and ready to be hauled off. Now, in that 15 minutes, he handed me a $100 bill. <laughs> I had a lady I did a, a, a garage spring replacement for. took me all of a half an hour, 40 minutes tops to replace those dro- springs on her garage door. And she handed me $300. Good night. <laughs> but I've had other people on the other side of it who were struggling and who I, you know, I probably did way more work, several hours of work for them. Right. But they could only give me 10 or 20 or $50. And it it has there's nothing wrong with that because I knew in my heart that they were giving me I could see it in their eyes they were giving me everything that they could possibly give me 
and thanking me, even though it was, you know, in some the way some people think, well, geez, that was only $10. They gypped you. Mm-hmm. You went over there and worked for five hours. No, they gave me a fortune because that's all they had. They still needed that work done. And they were right there with me, working with me. It's so hard. So, you know, I don't, you know, I hope you guys understand this concept that if you pray to the church for something, don't start mentally calculating and using intellect and worldly calculations to try to figure out what it is you owe Christ. Give to Christ what's written on your heart in any moment. However you choose to do that from whatever personality you choose to do that from, however, that's your free will choice. And the church will do its best to be there to serve you in what you need, when you need it. That's our job. Wow. To think... My sister's trying to save up money to go to law school, and here I am getting lessons for free. <laughs> well, if she needs to go to law school if she's going to be an attorney um, for the civil system. Yeah, she wants to be an environmental lawyer. Right. And it's it's unfortunate that environmental law is something that's very much needed over there. <laughs> you know, I understand that, that, but it's it's just too bad that that's she's going to be completely indoctrinated into all of that administrative procedure and miss out on the foundational law that is the environmental law. I um, I gave her a Bible for her graduation present with a note that before she she learned to love law, she ought to learn the law of love first. Right. <laughs> I hope maybe one day she'll open it up. I'm hoping, you know, at least she can't throw it away because I gave it to her, you know. People get sentimental about stuff. That way there'll always be one in her house. So do we have any other questions on the matter? No, I think I think that that covered every you know, the territory that we needed covered the immediate um questions or need or whatever um and and it sounds like I need to uh, submit a prayer to the church office and then and then y- you will sort it out from there yeah and try to make your prayer of what you're really wanting specific um you know now that w- it would be nice to have something like this in writing uh to become part of the official record rather than me mucking things up with not hearing you correctly on a phone call. So no, I, 
you understand what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be, you know, you're not writing a book, but um, you, you definitely want to try to submit something in formal writing because that helps with the record because this is for your artificial personality. Um, paper is great when you're dealing with artificial uh, fictions, legal fictions. They love everything on paper. So the more paper we can create, the better off. But once I receive that, then we'll then we'll call forth the core call again to discuss that specific prayer that's formally written out, and then from that we can get everything clarified, and then I can get with Jeffrey and whatever and you and and the core again. However many times it takes to get everything hashed out to where Jeffrey can actually start doing this work, and of course the Jeffrey you know should. Uh, keep uh, he obviously is going to need to keep all the receipts for everything that he you know all of his expenses um, everything that he does you know so like a timesheet or something when he's working for this project specifically um, you know which kind of think of what those worldly ministers are doing over in that other system they'd be doing the same thing like those bureaucrats that went to help GM they're probably keeping track of their time in some way, their expenses, keeping a record of everything that they're doing. So Jeffrey would want to do that too because that's how we're going to close that prayer and answer that prayer when everything is done, kind of like a um, a probate. You know, you're um, you're you're submitting this will that you want accomplished, and uh, you, now you're giving it to an executor i.e. the church, to execute that will. And that will has to be probated and to oversee and make sure that every every aspect of that will is completed. We have this kind of checklist and record that we create. And then we can, when it's all done, we close out and the, and the prayer has been officially answered and the probate is closed. And like I said, all of this, Jeffrey is paid through, you know, is is blessed through the church not through the elders directly. Ministers don't don't work for elders. They work for Christ. That that brings me to another question if I may. Okay. Um I have read in the IRS code that ministers of a church are immune from taxes on compensation for their labor. Yes, that they are. I hear as well, right? Absolutely. Boy, that's so beautiful. <laughs> yes, because not they're not. Too focused on that. They're, they're not really even paid. Well, right. another example that I can give you real quick is like from the Roman system. Um, there's a lot of um, like uh, Jesuit or you know priests within the Jesuit orders. Um, you'll see them working in the world uh, for corporations and things all over the place. You'll see Jesuit priests working in the Department of Justice. You'll see them working for Dow Chemical as right. chemists. You see that they're not being paid by Dow Chemical. They are not being paid by any corporation. Those ordained priests are sent to those places under a commission from the order, and those artificial personalities or natural personalities are are giving offerings to the order now they're Roman so there may be a set price 
you know, within that system because they kind of look and, and say that, uh, what do they call those those Roman offerings that are kind of, honey, what do they call those those Roman offerings that are uh, a set amount in order to get absolution or? Oh, an indulgence? Indulgences. There's one of them. There's another term, too, that they use. Yes, that's what they're doing is they're setting their indulgence. So they actually, because they don't have a lot of faith, because they're not really of Christ, they're of the adversary Christ, they set the price through these, tell the elder what the indulgence is that they have to pay to get yeah. this blessing. Right. So they do that too, and they don't pay taxes on that. And those, I'm sure, DuPont or Dow Chemical or whoever is hiring these Jesuits that have been trained as chemists and biologists and lawyers and whatever uh, in Jesuit universities, they're they're being well cared for within their order, and uh, you know those corporations are getting huge tax write-offs for giving hundreds of thousands of dollars to the Jesuit order. Good night. That's how they're so profitable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, and, and then everybody, all the naysayers claim that those are, oh, those are tax loopholes that we have to close. No, not at all. No, you have and, to and they, and they can't. And they can't close them, and they know that. Right, right. But that's, that's part of the deal. Um, now, if, if you, there are issues where, you know, the IRS, if you're being unrighteous, they'll come in and see if you're being an employee. They've done that a lot, and they've been absolutely correct in doing so. There was, There's actually an article um, Greg was prayed to by this church in the uh, Indianapolis Baptist, uh, I can't remember their name now, but there's an article on the uh, HHC website about... Um, about this case that went to trial where the IRS and the Department of Justice um, exercised their right as a protector and overseer uh, because they this church was being unrighteous. And this happens a lot, too. They think they're being uh, religious, they've got a religious exemption or that they're immune from this, but they're they're really not. They're doing things that are worldly, and not paying the tax. And that's what Terry was talking about earlier. He wants to make sure that he pays the taxes that he owes, and that's a righteous act. Mm -hmm. So however he wants to handle it, that's for him to decide how to do it, and and he'll be blessed either way. Um, I know he will because of his heart. Any other questions? No, I th I think I'm I'm good. Um, I do I I would like to, uh, and, and I'll also make a, a formal prayer about this. But um, I, I am looking to uh, hire someone. Actually, a couple people in Oklahoma. You know, this is. Should be a numbered position, and 
and um, you know there would be some some other requirements that uh, uh, you know that the system uh, compels us to to meet, such as vaccinations and willingness to take a flu shot and all the rest of it. But I, I don't. I just. Uh, I, I don't think anyone on this call is going to be in a position that, but, but well, who knows? Maybe somebody knows someone or, or whatever. I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking for a, uh, hopefully some decent people to hire with, that have character integrity, hopefully the character of Christ, uh, you know, pursuing the kingdom. But, uh, um anyhow i'm 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 just i've been going back and forth with a with an employment agency and just on this call i thought wow i, I don't know why i didn't you know my first um my first uh my first call wasn't to uh send an email to the church but anyhow um i'm still learning too i guess right yeah um, yeah, I would write that up too. You know, as much information as you can, Terry. It makes it a lot easier when we pass that around, um, because what that that would go internally to the different ministers through the ministers email group. Um, I'd pass it on to my minister, and then ask him to pass it on, and it would just funnel out through the tens and hundreds, whatever. And um, you know, we would uh, we find anybody that's in or you know maybe there's people in other places that are looking to you know that would like to get a job to work for somebody who's kingdom seeking and in the network and they're they don't live too far from there and would be willing to relocate you know for right. a job you know we we just you never want to hinder that spirit moving in people that are looking for a good job and and uh, aren't looking to run away <laughs> you know <laughs> Um, that sort of thing. So, yeah, if you want to put that out there, we'll pass it around and uh, see what comes of it. Um, and I will do my best to encourage, you know, all the ministers to to pass that to their elders and all that, and to all those people that they know. Um, what, the one that comes to mind right away is probably Caleb Eaton, since he's in northern Texas. Um, and... Uh, he might know quite a few people. Brent probably knows quite a few people down, you know, uh, in different places. We can, you know, we can spread that word through the network. And we might put out a general, hey, job opportunity in Oklahoma working for an elder, just a real, you know, bland contact, you know, such and such ministers for more information if interested. And then let us as ministers filter through the first, you know, group of to keep you from having to waste your time with all of the the nonsense because then you sure. can tell us what it is you're really looking for and we can kind of filter through that the ones that we know will not qualify and then pass the the other ones on to you to make that decision sort of thing that, that sounds good that sounds good um, what I'd recommend too, if Jeff's, I think Jeff's still on the call. Is since you guys started, you know, you guys are kind of working on this already, you know, formulating, you know, kind of that prayer on formal paper to get over email it over to me or whatever. 
you guys probably ought to get back together and kind of hammer that out together as a team, and then um, we can have another call when you when you get it all set up and emailed, and then we can go over it as a core again. That that sounds good. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah. So feel free, Terry, to either you know send me an email or whatever, uh, call me, whatever, when you, whenever you have that time available. And then uh, if you want to kind of uh, continue the lesson, uh, we could do that too. Um, so however you want to do it. Um, I started going through that, uh, that project management. Um, I found a, a series of documents that uh, they had available. So I started reading through that the last couple of days as well. So um, I'd like to continue on that and try to learn as much as I can. And so if I can be a, a blessing to you that way somehow, um, you know, that'd be great. That sounds good. And, and, and I, I'm not, you know, that, that was just one of, of course, many apps, you know, collaboration and, and project management apps that, that are available and I, and I I don't really have the the time or the expertise to to do any more than just a cursory mm-hmm. kind of um over, you know just overview for an evaluation so right. I I'm open to suggestions in that okay. area so I I did they they have a 30 day free trial and they have right. a um a support uh, a support guy sent me an email, actually, and said if I had any issues or questions, he would be available. So, uh, you know, as I go through that, and of course, we should probably talk about what your specific needs are, your, what your wants and needs are. So as I, you know, if you want me to research through those things, um, you know, I can really focus on meeting those because um, I want to get you to the best product that's going to benefit you guys the best. Well, number it, it, it's got to interface with Google Apps. That, that's the first, uh, right. because that's that's what we're transitioning to. And, and then, and then also, you know the the whole Facebook thing. Um, you, you got to admit it. I mean, that is a pretty nice layout. The way they do that, and, all, and I just I think that that some of the different things we've tried in the past, it just is maybe more cumbersome or um, kind of complicated or hard to follow. Mm-hmm. You know, if, and, it, and if there was maybe a social component to it, even as far as a um, cell phone, a mobile phone app that, that if, you know, somebody's got a question or, 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 or answers a question, then, then anybody could, whoever's involved with that discussion can pick up the answer on the fly, you know, driving down the road or waiting in the airport or whatever it is. I'm going to cut in here real quick before you guys start talking too much. I'm going to end the recording since we're kind of off the general focus of the topic. Okay. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.